0: oh it says i have to ask you for permission to record
1: <laughs> oh wow i made what you a fuck? host here uh i oh, love
0: it
2: you're the host now
1: okay try it
0: again all right let's see where is record on this computer on this computer maybe recording pause recording okay i'll splice off this first minute or whatever
1: oh nice so it is recording. I guess we'll see. Are you recording on your I'm capturing on my end for sure. Okay, good. Yeah.
0: Good. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's try this again. Okay. Three, two, one. Ready, go. (sighs) Deep cleansing breath, sober family. It is Friday, May 6th. I am Dana. I kissed alcohol goodbye like 11 weeks ago. And I'm taking deep cleansing breaths right now because we've been trying to get this podcast started for over 30 minutes. I literally just came in from being in the garage on the other side of that wall and just pounding the heavy bag and screaming at the top of my lungs. Growling is more like it because I was like, I just want this episode to happen now. And here's why, because I have a co-host now. I don't know where she's out on your screen, but on my screen, she's down here. So this is Austin, Washington. She is down in Southwest Florida. She's been on like Three episodes already, and it just dawned on me the other day. I'm like, this is stupid. I just need I just need to have Austin as a permanent co-host. She just hit 60 days alcohol-free a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, and we are super excited to co-host for the first time this handsome fella. For me, he's over that way on my screen, whatever. Matt Gardner, (laughs) he's up in Edmonton alberta he's our first guest outside of the u.s fulfilling hey oilers oilers baby the land of gretzky yes back in the day yeah um yeah matt's our first uh, guest outside the, the united states fulfilling the worldwide promise of our podcast name so later in may we'll have at least one more get one guest from the uk i'm excited to have her um if you're interested in being a guest a guest message us on instagram um you can hit me up at I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye, Austin is at uh, sober.asa, A-S-A, and then Matt is at recoveryroadmap.me. So with that being said, I'm going to pitch it down to Austin to ask Matt to introduce himself. You can hear my voice is crap. So Austin's going to be doing more (laughs) speaking this episode than she may want to on her first one, but we're just (laughs) throwing her out of the nest. So welcome, Matt, and Austin, you kick us off
2: yes hello matt how are you
1: i'm great guys thank you so much for having me on uh dana i thought you were just making a sandwich in the other room i didn't know you were just laying <laughs> into a heavy bag there i was like yeah. man <laughs> he, he makes an aggressive sandwich totally. <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> I, and when you said handsome you you pointed at the owl and the like, he is pretty he's a pretty sharp looking guy this, this he's owl. a good looking he, he's owl. a good looking guy. you need to show yeah. us yours too because oh. um yeah, austin's yeah.
0: spirit animal is bernie the sloth and then tell us about yours, Matt.
1: Yeah, Big yes. Ape. Yeah, yeah. So he's big uh, ape. aptly named Big Ape because he is a large ape. So yeah. that's what I named him. I got him when I was 10 years old. Uh, my Nana uh, gave him to me. Nice. He came in like yeah. a big velvet sack on Christmas morning. And he became my best, very soon after, became my best friend for years. He, I had an ape collection for quite some time. Probably longer than I should admit that I had it. Uh, but, uh, you know, like two years ago, uh, and, but big ape is the last of the surviving, uh, ape family that I had. Um, so yes, big ape is my, uh, my spirit animal in this case, or my power animal. Uh, so I have him power, I animal. power animal, less I love uh, that. appropriation of, uh, culture pot- potentially. So yes, he is welcome to the show as well. Uh, he's my, uh, my special guest I've brought along. So thank you for uh, allowing big ape on the show. Awesome.
0: We're super big glad ape. to have you both. And before I do too much more talking Austin um, I forgot to give you a chance to talk about your 60 days and just, you know, introduce yourself. If anybody's tuning in for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll let you, the, the, the silver lining to the last 30 minutes of frustration was Austin and Matt got to shoot the shit for a while. And, um, so maybe Mm -hmm. it, maybe you're going to have a better product now that I went to the heavy bag and they had a chance to chat. So (laughs) Austin, uh, you introduce yourself and then you can, um, you can, Ask Matt, and you guys can kick the conversation off. I'm gonna sit back with Al and enjoy my monster. Do Yes,
2: it. please enjoy that monster. Yeah. Um, so basically, my name is Austin. I am 62 days sober today. I um, thank you, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to be a dancer. I was a stripper for six years, and I have been. In, I was in active addiction for about ten years to various substances, including alcohol and cocaine. And now I am sober and I am yeah. very happy and I'm living my best life. And yeah, follow me on Instagram at soberasa. So, like sober.asa, because I fuck so, it up every single time I say it. Austin, but, I have
0: to interrupt you. I have yeah. been saying Asa for a month. How is it that we're on the first episode together? And you have not told me that I've been saying it. Wrong. It's <laughs> because
2: awesome. I didn't notice because I, so I, Austin is a, nick, a nickname. So Austin has been my name for years. I'll sit like six, at least since, since I've been dancing a little, like even a little bit before that. And my real name, everybody always said it wrong. So whenever, when I hear different pronunciations of the same name, I don't think about it. So I didn't mm. notice until okay. you just said it
0: oh crap because okay. even i well, say it's a times now she's it's gonna be fine. listening for it <laughs> like how was like really dude
1: yeah he was no. like looking at me like i Come saw on, his man. head kind of turn a bit there yeah
2: creepy oh my god no but yeah <laughs> i um i i i it doesn't i don't hear it but i yeah austin so it's awesome austin you know and then when uh, nikita she said it was short awesome short for awesome <laughs> so that's what i that's thought How i you know yeah, yeah. right
3: awesome
2: yeah but um yeah, I mean I don't notice so it doesn't really matter. But um yeah, that's basically it. I am really really happy to be co-host now and I was low key thinking about it like even like before Dana asked me. I was kind of like I wonder if, like, because I was gonna make my own podcast, and then I was like, mm. I wonder maybe, because I like, I felt like we were so connected and stuff. Whenever we do talk, it's like it's just so fun. So I was like, I wonder if he will maybe, you know, one day. But and he did. So and you're kind
1: of putting out the vibes, ages. Eh? Oh yeah. yeah, I was,
2: I was like subliminal, like
1: yeah, the ears.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. it's the ears. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, but that's basically it. Um. Uh yeah, so Matt, you know, tell mm. us about your journey. Tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, well, congrats and on, on joining the show as a co-host and your 62 days. And thank you guys for having me on today. And, uh, yeah, it's great to great that we got, we got things going here. So for me, uh, yeah, I guess start from the beginning. So mine's a lot more of a alcohol addiction. I had some, some drugs in along the way there. I did a lot of psychedelics in my twenties, you know, mushrooms, uh, like three or four times a week uh you oh. know microdosing a lot of times but i was very big into the psychedelics as well not that they're super addictive oh. but i was definitely doing my my more than my fair share
2: don't mind but, yeah. my surprise just there i'm sorry i was like yeah. oh shit like don't no.
1: yeah yeah no I it's all three good. four
2: times yeah and i was like oh
1: <laughs> my no, bad <laughs>
2: anyway continue i'm sorry
1: yeah. it usually generates a reaction of, of similar ilk <laughs> that um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gasping yeah no it's uh so yeah, that was my 20s it was a lot of just uh, a lot of mushrooms, a lot of drinking my daily drinking ramped up when I moved to Alberta so I'm from British British Columbia, which is kind of like where Vancouver is in that area of, of Canada. And uh, so as soon as I moved out here the legal drinking age was 18 instead of 19 I moved out here at 18 so I was like, oh yeah let's go to the bo- let's go to the bar, and you know it's a novelty at that point, um, you know. I I definitely had some, uh, some issues with it in my, my final days of high school too. I remember writing my final exams drunk, like my mom had moved out. My parents divorced when I was 14. My mom had moved out. So my brother and I got to stay in the house I grew up in without any parents until I graduated. So we had about a year, my grade 12 was, um, was like, you know, basically like living on my own quote unquote with my brother my brother's a couple years older than me so he's able to boot for us i'm playing in a band at the time my high school buddies playing like you know acdc covers and led zeppelin covers in the basement you know it's getting like super hammered on the weekends and before you know it i started having a a two six of rum was my big white rum was my first drink and you know up in the liquor cabinet where my parents used to keep it that's where i'd keep mine just because you know but I guess that's what you do with, with alcohol. Right. So I had it in there and I I just remember starting to cross some lines uh, in that stage of the game. I was very sad. You know, I just felt like, uh, I had the sadness that like, man, you know, now the party's over already. I kind of had this sadness. I'm like, okay, I got to move out of the house that I grew up in since I was three years old. Uh, You know, I'm never going to have this time again, where it's just like zero responsibility. So I was drinking, but I was also getting a little bit, depressed from it. Like the depressant nature of alcohol. I was feeling myself, um, yeah, getting like, man, I, we even named the album that we did. The best days are gone. Cause I, I truly felt that I'm like, there's never going to be an instant where I have like this little responsibility and it was kind of sad to me. So, but I, am sure the alcohol, uh, amplified that, you know? So then fast forward, we moved out and, um, I became a daily drinker pretty early on in my early twenties. And, uh, you know, still had these like, uh, um, imaginary, uh boundaries like i would only drink after 6 p.m. and you know that kind of thing and and sh- very shortly after it would be like 5 but like, well just today i do 5 it's fine it's not never going to happen again and then the next week I'd be like well i guess my new boundary is 5 right and then before you know it i'm you know drinking in the morning and and you know the whole thing so as far as like context like in my family uh my so i'm like half irish uh that's so on my dad's side and my dad's side is just a lineage of of I don't like using the word alcoholics, but like alcohol abuse, we'll say. And it's like, so my, my, my dad's dad, uh, my dad, my dad ended up passing away at 66 uh, a couple of years ago from, he just retired and he, uh, it was, he was still living the rock and roll lifestyle more. So it really ramped up. I don't know if he quite knew what to do with his spare time. I mean, he was golfing a lot, uh, but he's also drinking a lot and he took up smoking cigarettes again, for some reason, because you know, that's what you do when you're, uh, you know, 66, you pick up smoking. Uh, so anyway, so he, uh, you know, he passed away. And so I was just, you know what, that's, that was kind of what really led me down this latest stretch of sobriety, which I'm just over three years. Uh, my three-year date was, uh, April 9th. And the story, thank you. Thank you. The, uh, the story about that is I was actually on my way to my dad's celebration of life. And, um, basically what happened is, uh, so, prince george is where i'm from it's about eight hours west straight shot west from edmonton and in between edmonton and uh and prince george is jasper which is the canadian rocky mountains beautiful one of my favorite spots on earth literally to the kilometer it's like right in between it's four hours so it's the halfway point so i'm driving out there and uh, it's a beautiful sunny day a bright blue sky and i remember just driving feeling completely empty and i was just like man like this is brutalized. so I picked up my phone and I was just kind of talking to myself and just trying to get some energy, some of that dark energy out and get some stuff moving. And, and the stuff I was saying was this horrendously bleak, you know, suicidal ideation. And just the whole thing you say, I, I feel helpless. I can't, can't, I can't control, I have no control over what I'm doing and my drinking. And, you know, I'm just kind of letting it out. And then it was right then and there, I was like, okay, this is, like enough is enough. Like I, you know, and that's, that's when, you know, when, when you hear in like AA or NA, you know, finding a reason outside of yourself to really anchor your recovery or your sobriety off of. So that's when I decided, I'm like, from here on, I'm going to attribute this to my dad and like that whole side of the family. Like it stops with me. I'm not, I, I choose not to continue on with these patterns. So, so that was, and that's, i made a vow to him that day. And I've made a vow to like, you know, my family, my ancestry on that side you know, they, it stops with me. I'm not going to continue down this, this, this road. And I've, I uh, kept myself to that, uh, you know, since, and, uh, you know, it was great. I ended up going to see my brother, uh, who we hadn't been back home together in 20 years by that point. And my brother, and my dad hadn't talked in about 11 years and they never reconciled. And so I was worried about him. And I, you know, I think he was a little bit kind of, okay, how this is going to go, because it's obviously very polarizing, To my dad's family, my dad or my dad's side of the family, Josh shows up, you know, for his funeral celebration life, but he's cut that entire family out of, out of his life. So he got, you know, a mixed reaction, we'll say, right. So he was a little bit nervous about that. And, and, um, you know, I'm so used to, to him being like, uh, get emotional, but like, he's, he's like my older brother. Right. So he's always like looking out for me. So it was, it was a cool opportunity to kind of flip it. And, uh, you know, I, I really felt like I was there for him and he, in fact, told me, he pulled me aside after he's like, man, thanks. Thanks for being there. That was, that was tough without you. So thanks. So it was really cool. It was like, I had this, you know, something to anchor it off of. And then this really positive perspective, changing event, huge life event that happened in the wake of that. And off of that really powered my, um, you know, my, what I'm doing now, and then, you know, to fast forward to what the work I'm doing now. So I was working at a grocery store, um, you know, at uh, for 23 years, I got hired when I was 16. And Dana, I know you and I kind of, uh, you know, had a, a connection point on this. As far as like retail, we got to like assistant store manager, getting to that top of the food chain. Right. And you're yeah feeling, okay. Here we are. Here we go. This is great. And it was, it was great. I, I love, yeah, I got so much um, experience, life experience. It really got me out of my shell. I was a shy kid. So this job was everything for me. This, I literally grew up in the company from part-time punk closing kid, you know, showing up with my, you know, banger hair, smoking weed every day. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. And then growing up into a respected assistant store manager that opened a brand new store during the pandemic, you know, like it's about as tippy top as you can get with, with the company. And at that point, I finally hit, this like threshold where I was just like, so what's next? And do I want to be a store manager? Do I want to keep doing this? And as soon as I started thinking, I got to do this for another, like I turned 40 last, last summer. So I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking of it. I'm like, do I want to do this for the next 15 years? I'm like, and then I started bargaining with myself. I'm like, well, you know, five years is good. Then you can like, maybe look at me. maybe I've enough money by then. And I was like, nah, still, man. Like I just had this like really contained, walls are closing in dread feeling from thinking of myself doing that. And it's nothing against like, I, I met my wife there. I met so many great people in this company. Right. But I was just, you know, my time was had come and That was just an intuition feeling. I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to, what it looked like. But I was, it's kind of, was like moments you, you bet on yourself, you do something out of your comfort zone and just trust that the, you, you put the work in uh, you have kind of an idea where you're headed and just be flexible that, you know, there's going to be some, uh, some cross breeze that'll take, you You gotta be flexible with it. Right. You still got the end goal in mind, but you know, there's going to be some, uh, you know, there's going to be some, uh, life is going to send you down paths that you'd never expected to go down. And that's, that's more or less what happened. So I took six months off as a sabbatical from work last summer. And I, I initially I was just like, well, you know what, after the six months, it's going to be a nice long break. And I'll go back and it'll be great and and all that. And then like morning one, I woke up and I had this very distinct voice in my head go, you're not going back. I was like, hmm, where where did that come from? And, uh, you know, I just kind of kept going with it. And, you know, one thing led to another and I got hooked up with a really great uh, coaching, uh, like certification and a community and just learned how to do that. And, um, you know, and I was like, well, I want to apply this to, you know, a uh, recovery coach and stuff. So I got a certification for that. And then initially I was like, well, wow, mm, then I really got to come forward with my whole story here. And I was, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do that. So initially I kind of like beat around the bush and was kind of doing like the generic life coach thing. And, um, you know, and at a certain point I was like, you know what you got to do from what's, you know, what you can speak to where your, where your heart is, what your life experience is. So I came full circle and then that's when I really came out with my story and, and, you know, coming on shows like your guys and, you know, wrote a book, uh, like a 40 page book of just like my stories. And it was really therapeutic to write and get it out. And then, it, you know, on top of that, it has this like whole other layer of accountability to myself, uh, because now I'm putting myself out there as this person, like a hundred percent, like, this is me, you know, this is my history. I'm not hiding it anymore. And, uh, you know, if it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, I mean, you know, at least it's entertaining. The stories are funny, you know, yeah. some drunk asshole, like hurts himself, you know, that's always fun. Uh, so, you know, so it's, um, yeah, it kind of got to that stage and here I am. I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I'm still at the stage. It's like, I have this like kind of survival, um, mindset because it's so new. So I, initially I'm just like, oh, and I, I don't want to come across all, you know, uh, whatever, fill in the blank. You, you, it's, it's, it's part of me is like, I'm being super genuine, but at the same time, there's uh there's like that imposter syndrome kind of like, who do you think you are? You're going to be this entrepreneur at 40. Like what, what are you even trying to do here? Right. So there it's, that's a lot quieter now. Uh, I had a lot of that one in the the six month sabbatical I took last year. And I did go back for four months um, just to I didn't feel like I left. It would have been a weird, awkward leave. Like if I just took that six month sabbatical and just never came back. So I went back for four months and it was great. You know, just got to say goodbye properly to a lot of people and then try it back on. And what I was trying to do is like integrate this new me with the old me. And it was just such a, it was just very awkward. And what happened is like, I couldn't, I, I felt myself so reactionary, my, my tri- like like so many like triggers and like longstanding uh, reactions, reaction, like people just get, you know, get you right away. Right. So I had these, all this new stuff that I want to integrate. And I found within five minutes of talking to certain people, I just, I felt my vibration lower and I was getting smart, kind of like sarcastic and all these things that I didn't want to be anymore. Right. And I'm trying to outgrow and I am outgrowing. So that was it. I was like, okay, you know, this is uh, I would maybe do like five or 10 minutes of like, hey, for the next 10 minutes, I'm not going to use any soft talk words or I'm not going to use speaking negations or if somebody's gossiping, I'm just going to walk the other way. Right. And you can control that to a degree. But, you know, I'm sure, Danny, you can relate like in, in retail. There's so much coming at you. So many moving parts. You are very reactionary. The nature of the job is shallow work, distractions, reactions, so I want to just get rid of that. Like i am just, I I'm finding my breathing so much better now. Uh, my, my reaction to stress is so much different. I'm uh, you know, so it's come a long ways, uh, in a lot of different ways. And so now, you know, even when I have kind of a rough day of, of, you know, a little bit of self-doubt of like, who, who do you think you are doing this? I still immediately can shift it and go, well, you know what, this is still more me and more connected with me and more resonating with me right now than even though some of the best days at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at my, in my old job. So yeah, that's where I am at, where I am with it. Um, thanks for uh, the opportunity to tell. There's uh, you know, obviously some little funny stories we can sidebar into, but wanted to kind Please. of catch, catch the overview. Yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, okay. So one, one quick thing, if you guys have anything else you wanted to ask me, but I have a, I just went through this like amazing, three-day plant medicine ceremony uh, which is very interesting to talk mm-hmm. about because uh, there's um, yeah it's getting people are getting a lot more open-minded with it as far as like even in the recovery realm and all that so I could definitely uh, speak to that but I want to give you guys I'm, I don't want to take up all the airtime is there do you guys have any thing that you want to you know chime in on or anything like that
2: I actually do I because yeah. uh, I totally um, relate on the the level of the, the shallowness with working a job that you don't want to, that you're not mm. passionate about anymore. Yeah. And well, the fact that I, I also want to be a coach, that's like, I'm in college right now, I'm getting my degree in um uh, just an applied arts and sciences degree, but my specialization nice. is in um, consciousness and human potential, Ooh. and I'm minoring in regenerative organic agriculture, whatever. Man, but nice. so with that degree, I want yeah. to do like I want to be a life coach so that's really you know that's a good connection that we have there Rad. but I wanted yeah. to say about the shallow the working environments where you just feel your your energy level and your just your tolerance level just that happened like I was a stripper I was in a strip club with all these different energies all these different mm. people all these different girls that I worked with you know and it's so relatable hearing somebody else say like you just got sarcastic. You got snippy. That was me mm. at the end of my, cause I did it for six years. Sure. That was me on March. So March 20th, I texted my boss. I'm not coming back. That's, a, you know, that's just how we work in that industry. It, this, it, It's nothing big. And they were like, okay, keep in touch. You can come back whenever you want. And I was like, "Oh, no, but so it's like, that's so relatable. Like the week I, like I, I was thinking about quitting for a long time and I didn't know what to do after, but that is just, once you start feeling like you like just talking to people is too much and you're you're gathering the energy from other people in your work environment, you gotta go. You gotta figure out what your main purpose is. And your main purpose wasn't that. Your main purpose is being a coach and helping people, which is what I've found is my main purpose as well. So excuse me. We're yeah. gonna we gotta we gotta chat about that. I know we're actually yeah. gonna talk on uh, Monday.
1: Yes. So yeah we'll definitely we'll yeah. be talking on
2: Monday, but I do definitely wanna get, you know, we can mingle co-mingle and talk about that a
1: little bit but 100 percent.
2: that's all i had to say about that but if cool. you want to there you got anything to add
0: matt talk about um thank you awesome perfect i was just about i'm going to dm you and the thing i i just oh, it says sorry i am so happy you are here yes. <laughs> i love you i love you so much because <laughs> this this is exactly why um, I'm so glad my gut was like, you need Austin <laughs> on this show and you're just, the and, and, and I was about to <clears throat> type after that. I swear I was going to type this, Matt, like, I am so happy you are here too, as our first guest, <laughs> because I think this is the perfect, um, like, just you're, I it's just so non threatening with you. Not that we have threatening guests, but no, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I guess I, <laughs> like we are afraid my, of them. My, yeah. my goal is to have celebrity guests. It's on my, you know, like, like Denzel is sober. Like, I want to have Denzel yes. on the show, you know, it's coming, uh, but like. So you know Austin and I are like you're helping us warm up for Denzel. You know maybe a couple of years from now, but yeah, I, like I just that. want to say yeah, yeah. how happy I am oh, that Austin's here because for sure um, she's just dynamite. And Matt, talk about your podcast then because yeah, she sure. mentioned she's going to talk to you. So go ahead and and shout
1: out your own show now before. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you. I was going to say at the end of the show, but talk about free how
0: you're going to interview her next yes. week.
1: Oh, I like I'm all about free plugs. Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So beyond recovery. So I'm. Uh, you know, it's. When you started, so this is episode twelve. So you must have started, was it right around that like mid February when you were when you were uh
0: it went I hand actually, in hand with you? It was about your, a month in. I think a month I, in. I started the I, I recorded the trailer, which we're gonna re-record because yes, yeah, so hey, it's <laughs> gonna it be so much better than me just sitting here and being like, Hi, I'm Dana. Yeah. I'm just some dude who just quit drinking a month ago yeah. and so maybe I to screw this up, but I'm starting a podcast.
1: Yeah. And so like <laughs> got to keep that one around though. That's like, that's I, classic, I'll keep man. it for, yeah, it'll yeah. be great.
0: We'll, we'll yeah. chuckle at that one later, but it's, yeah. we're going to have a much more badass one. it's yeah. going to have like ear, you know, I'll have to get yes. some ears, some. Oh, you got to get some ears, man. We yes. make something, I don't know. Attachable yeah.
2: ones. So what the hell are, are we go.
0: talking about? Oh, when did I start the podcast? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oops. yeah. Shiny objects. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was in the middle of March. I was a month. Middle in. March. I think it was okay. exactly a month when I, when I started. So it was about cool. seven weeks ago.
1: So, seven weeks ago. Okay. And then I started. Yeah. So, I'm not too, too far behind you guys. So, yeah. And I, uh, you know, I'm fairly ahead on episodes, which is a good feeling. I'm sure you guys can relate to that when you have a few episodes ahead. So, then mm-hmm. if something goes, if you go traveling or something, you always have a few episodes in the can. So, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Interviewed some amazing people. You know, Dana, you were guest number two. So, thank you for coming on. To, great stories and like it's it's one of those like like you said we, we were kind of comparing notes afterwards and just the similarities in a lot of our life journey is really cool because then you're just like it's kind of that like you say eerie because it is it's like wow to find somebody like so quickly it is kind of one of those things that's like meant to happen is how i i, I don't th- i don't feel that there's any like you know uh, random like there of course there's randomness but there i i very much believe spiritually that there's like some like you know, connection points, Absolutely. things happen for a reason. Right. So, which very much uh, was the case. Uh, this guy, Salim was my first, first guest, amazing, amazing human being. And, uh, you know, a cr- crazy story. Uh, you know, I had some folks off Reddit. I've been chatting with folks off Reddit, the Instagram community. Amazing. I've been in on Instagram, not that long because honestly, I, I like you said, Dana, the shiny, shiny, uh, object type situation, I waste a lot of time on Instagram. I forget why I even go on there because there's so much cool stuff. I'm like, why am I even on here again? So there's a degree of that. So I try and limit myself to Instagram. Having said that as soon as probably the last 30 days or so, I've really been into uh, the sober community. And my God, it's just amazing. Some just wonderful people doing incredible things. So inspiring. If you ever need anything to kind of like what we're talking about having a lower vibration, this is the opposite if you need to like raise your vibration, just go and see what some of these folks are doing Help cheer somebody else on that hit a sobriety milestone. It's just cool, man. And then you just like, you can do that for two or three minutes. I start breathing a little bit like heavier, like not heavier, but like better, you know, that like the hair on my arm starts standing up. I feel Mm -hmm. that energy. Let's go do something else now. You know, like I just, it's great to be able to tap into something like that. So yeah. So beyond recovery is the podcast, Doing two shows a week, uh, they drop on uh, Monday and Thursday, and we'll see how long I can sustain the two times a week. Right now, it's just uh, it's it's in this grace period, so it's great to just network. So I'm doing as much networking as I can, and yeah, this great uh, guest. Um, I, I, I don't want to single too many people out but there's uh, one guy, Fraser Franks. I'd highly recommend you guys get him on your show, and he's on Instagram and uh, former football player or soccer player, I guess, as we'd know it in <laughs> North America, and man unreal story i i don't want to uh it's fact i don't really want to spoil it for your guys audience but uh, what a guest and what a great dude and uh yeah so had my first uh, a couple of female guests on uh one lady that's doing like uh hypnotherapy for recovery she had had uh she's nine years sober and doing uh, hypnotherapy co- uh as, as well as coaching so co- really cool story there about the the subconscious mind and uh you know, basically hacking into that and being able to relieve some trauma, uh, you know, and then, you know, because I think we all know that the addictive behavior is hiding what your trauma is or what your, which I, you know, I didn't realize for the longest time I was focusing so much on my drinking and trying to moderate my drinking and control my drinking, not realizing why I was doing it in the first place. And that's something that's even the last couple of years, I'm like, man, there's a great Gabber Mate quote that says, it's like, you know, Something exactly that I'll paraphrase it, something along the lines of like your uh the addiction is the secondary problem. It's the primary problem is the trauma that you're hiding. And generally speaking, is something that's happened from your childhood, which I'm finding in a lot of my coaching is like you track it back, it's a behavior pattern that is something maybe as trivial as um, you know, your your dad said you're you sucked at singing, and that's why you never sing. And that's just an example of that. I mean, obviously, there's much uh more traumatic things than being told that you suck at singing depends on uh if you wanted to be a singer or something like yeah d- 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 joking around but um you know it's the podcast has been great We've got the two day obviously you have uh Austin coming on next week as well and yeah highly recommend uh, checking it out if you guys are into these uh, types of shows where it's just people yeah just having genuine conversation about their recovery story and, and sobriety and, and things of that nature to me I love the shows because it kind of reminds me about going to like a support group meeting, you know, for me, it's just like I view authenticity as hand in hand with safety. If you feel safe, you can let your guard down. You can communicate straight from your heart, right. As opposed to um, this need for a persona or, you know what I mean? Showing up as somebody different, like the masks, like, you know, at retail, like I'd have, it was me, it was my personality, but certain parts of me was turned up to 11. You know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. normally act. It's kind of like when you go to a house party, you're going to be all like eh, a little bit different than what you normally be in this kind of situation. Right. So that's what I love about this is as soon as you start talking to uh, somebody on a podcast, you can just feel it's just like, there's a connection right away. And I just, it's great. And the inspiring stuff that comes out of these conversations, it just really reminds you, it really puts in perspective how important life is. And it's like, there was another great quote I I read the other day that really resonates with me. And it's like the, um, the people that, uh, that live the most fulfilling lives are the people that have confronted or sort of seen their own death. Right. So they've gotten to the stage where they're like, you know, they're down in the dumps, like a rock bottom moment where you're just like, man, and to kind of come out of that, all of a sudden you have this whole different perspective on life. And that's what this is. These conversations are all about. And I just, just love it, man. I just love it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I really love the idea of like the, how you were saying, like how we can connect and how it's so much more authentic
3: basically. Mm-hmm. It's
2: like, it's it's a very authentic connection because we've all been through the same thing and the, the same or similar things that cause us to be here. Like what I was saying, like I was just saying it in the chat because I was just like, oh, but my degree is going to be a lot of like consciousness and studying that, all that stuff. It's, it's very important to learn, un- learning and unlearning, things like addiction, things like, you know, a, yeah. abuse, trauma, yep. things like that. Mm-hmm. So that really, I, I really resonate with that a lot, you know,
1: totally. And I, the consciousness thing, I still want, I'll get back to this, uh, the plant medicine thing. I'd love to yes, hear your, your take on it. Oh, please. Um, yeah. So definitely. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are. If you guys have ever experimented with it or done any, like, so it's not, I, I didn't do ayahuasca. I've always wanted to try uh, ayahuasca. Scary. Um, scary. But uh, <laughs> well, this one might be more up your alley because it isn't, it's, uh, it's like the five MEO DMT. So you're not locked in <sighs> for like 16 hours. Like with like ayahuasca, I get the impression that like, you know, you, you, you better be, uh, ready to go for a ride because you're going to oh, yeah. be, you know, it's going to be, you're going to be locked in for a while. So yeah. this one is, uh, I did three, three days worth of, uh, it's like four hours, but there's like, so it's intervals of three. So I did like nine altogether. So basically there's, uh, in groups of three. So day one, it's like, it's called the handshake, the hug and uh the full embrace and then you do that the day two and day three so it's and it kind of ramps you up right so the handshake is sort of like your micro dose i guess if you will right and then the hug is like an increase it's like doubles doubles up on the uh, the amount and then the third amount is like doubling up on that so by that time you've gone from like 2.5 micrograms to 10 so by the time yeah. you hit the full embrace yeah yeah you're gonna have a, a good time Uh, so yeah, I I say good time. It's, it's, it's sort of dependent. So what I would recommend if you guys are to ever do it is like, you have to have the, uh, like we're talking a lot about consciousness and awareness Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. You have to go in knowing that you are going to be challenged quite a bit, but at the same token within that space, there's the safe space that you can allow yourself to be challenged, if that makes sense. So what I'll, I'll describe it as, it's as soon as you realize what the medicine is and what the medicine is doing to you and for you, and that's just creating this like container of like unconditional love.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, and so I'll, I'll give it, I, I put it into, into context. So, the, the handshake, the first handshake I took, I was nervous as hesitant as, as most folks would be. And, um, and it showed up so it showed up in my body right away. I, so basically it's a, it's a really strong, it's a, the strongest um, psychedelic that you could do in, in the world. And it'll last, it'll, it's, it's endogenous in your brain. So it'll activate your entire brain for like three to five minutes. And then it'll, you'll still have a journey of about say 15 minutes. And then after that, you're just, you, you basically come back online. Like you're, it's like, you know, you're pretty much normal other than like the fact that you're kind of like you know, rehashing what you just went through. Like, oh. right. but other than that, you're, 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 you're pretty much normal. Right. And then you'll go into the next one and, and so, so forth. Uh, so the first in the handshake, I definitely it activated what I felt was like, I guess it's called your fear belt. So it goes across your, it's kind of like a, when you get into a roller coaster and you have the, the thing oh, come yeah. down, right. So I felt like really tense in there. So basically mm. what happens is like the, uh, the guide kind of, you know, flicks the flame onto the DMT and you smoke it off the, the pipe and you lay back and you're you've held it in and as soon as you exhale you get this like beautiful like fractal patterns that are kind of like Mm -hmm. almost like breathing as you exhale and you're just like I remember just going like super wide-eyed and I'm just like my breathing was just like a just this huge Mm -hmm. breath came in and but then I started kind of feeling a little bit tense and I said to my guide I'm like is it okay if I feel afraid he's like yes Mm -hmm. and as soon as I had the permission. I could literally just feel it like go away. And I just allowed. I just I kept saying to myself, allow, allow. And that is awesome. And then after that, what I did is I realized what that energy is because my intention coming into the ceremony was that I always feel like I've done like I go 80%. I never go hundred percent on things. And there's many different reasons I've speculated, I haven't quite figured out why. Uh, you know, some the first reason that comes to mind is if I don't give a hundred percent and I fail, then I can say, well, you know, I was, I wasn't doing a hundred percent. Right. You know, In so the same just, way. right. So little tricks that you do with your own mind. Right. That. And you know what I, I get, honestly, I get jealous of people that are just hundred percent out there or my perception is that they're hundred percent out there. And I go, but that's, be-, and I judge them, but then that's real. Then I'm, I'm realizing that it's actually, I'm judging myself that I can't, that I wish I could do that. Right. So I'm jealous mm-hmm. of them. So there's always been a bit of that, and um, and then I realized I was always resentful about myself with that energy. And I realized at that time, that's actually my mom's energy. So my mom has like this collapsed distinction of worry and love. It's like the same thing, right? Like worry means love, but worry doesn't mean love. They, they're they're separate entities. So I was able to like realize what that energy is is my mom's and en- behavioral pattern that I took forward into my adult life and I've been doing it to myself and it's an energy of love. It's not an energy to be resentful towards. And I just started like crying. Right. And just letting it out of my body. I was like, Oh, and I just kept saying, I understand. I understand. And uh, yeah, after that, I just realized that I'm in a safe spot. Anything that's come up in my head before or my body uh, I can, I can expose to this medicine and it's, it's called the great revealer. So it will mm-hmm. essentially show you, uh, you know, what, what to do with this, uh, these thoughts or this energy. So I was, as soon as he kind of got to that, that stage of it, I could, I, I would starting to like purposely, uh, go into my head about things that I was self-conscious about and bringing it up. And I'd feel that initial kind of tinge of energy. Like, for example, if it's something that's embarrassing, you guys aren't sure how sure how it shows up in your body. I get a little bit of like, the pins and needles, the butterf- butterflies in your stomach, right. Or that kind of thing. And I would, so I would allow that. And then it just gets overwhelmed by this like feeling of, of love and acceptance. And then, so then when you, it's, it's like this way of like experientially learning how to f- actually feel unconditional love and um, acceptance to yourself. Cause I've been doing a lot of that over the last like year is saying these words and putting them in mantras and breathing and inviting them into my body but it's kind of like grabbing these things and trying to jam them in and you know you get little parts of it but like this was going from the inside out i felt in my body and now i have this experience of what these words mean so like the words now have so much more depth the words specifically like unconditional love expression um you know just my perspective on the way I was expressing myself that I always thought I had a governor on was not accurate whatsoever. I, I found the nuance of how I do express myself. I, I very much got in tap with that. Like it really showed me that I am in fact, expressing myself as, mm-hmm. you know, as, as I, as I desire to. Right. So dude, it was, it was crazy. I had a wonderful experience, um, thinking about my, my fiance or my wife, Darcy, and just, uh, you know, cause you always wonder, okay, well, like, what if the medicine's like, well, she's not actually good for you. You know, and yeah, it, was just, yeah. it was not like that at all. Like, in fact, it was just like, it showed me how nuanced our relationship is. Like it took me bit, kind of like back in time and reminded me of these like times we've had together. It was just beautiful. And like, by the end, like when you do the full embrace, I, uh, yeah, the full embrace is what really gets you to, so the hug is wonderful because it's like, taking all the like the everything that's like the inner dialogue in your head and just turning it way 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 down like to like one and you just have you're just existing and you just you can feel the energy in your body i was doing these like you know uh, intuitive like energetic healing on myself and that's a whole other thing and so it it was wonderful just a wonderful experience and then by the time you get to um the full embrace it's like i liken it like this it's like you uh handshake is kind of like um the microdose the hug is the energetic thing and by the time you get to the full embrace it's getting you out of your comfort zone to the point where it starts budding up against where you're getting afraid again if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so you're getting right to the edges of your comfort zone it pushes you right to the edge it's almost like you can walk up to your self-doubt and the things that are uh you know frustrating to you and actually just mm-hmm. kind of like put your hand on them. Like kind of test them a bit. Wow. Then you get, then you get really curious. You're like, okay, why am I like, why does this make me self-conscious anyways? Like, what is it about this? So it's almost like normally, uh, for example, if I have something that like, I I'm embarrassed about or whatever, I feel it. And then I'm just like, avoid. And what I avoid, I'll, I'll just, Oh, you don't have to feel that. I'm just going to check Instagram now or yeah. oh, like, Oh, avoid. Okay. I'm just going to go work out now. Like instead of dealing with it. Right. So it's allowing it and then getting curious about it instead of resenting it or trying to outrun it or hide from it. Mm-hmm. You're just, okay, why are you there? What are you trying to tell me? And just getting really curious about it. And um, yeah. And then just like, yeah, what an experience. Uh, the the final thing I'll say about it as well is like coming out of the full embrace, very strange. And I found it very curious the first two days because it's like, as soon as it's done, your mind, your brain keeps, comes back online. And with, when your brain comes back online, I was self-conscious again, I was laying there. I'm like, oh man, I'm probably taking up too much of this guy's time now. Yeah, what should I do? I should probably get up and that, you know, getting through all this, like, you know, the usual stuff. I'm like, hold on, like I had this crazy- Yeah, beautiful journey. Why is my mind already back to, and what I realized, is uh, by the third day, I realized that's like the last part of the medicines test for you is basically mm-hmm. like, okay, so you've been through this like three hour journey of the handshake, the hug, the full embrace. And now as you're coming out of it, I'm going to put your m- mind back online and you're going to be like, okay, what have you learned? It's like instant chance to integrate what you've learned. And I realized that I'm like, ah, yes, I get it. Th- that's why it does, you. it dumps you out the other side and your mind comes back online and you're like, okay, cool. So what did I learn? So I started questioning myself and because normally what it feels like, I'm sure you guys can relate. It's like, you know, the end of a party, it's like 2am. Mm-hmm. You're kind of feeling like you're hanging over or like you're coming down off of some drugs or whatever. And it's kind of that like lonely, you don't yes. know what to do with yourself mode. And yes. it feels like that. I'm like, man, this feels very much like something I'm super familiar with. And I've been, I've always been a little bit uncomfortable with this. But I think it's very much put me there intentionally. And I remember I I was like holding my head and stuff. I'm like, hold on. So I can change my physiology. Cause like here I am being sort of like dramatic, a dramatic pose, all tense. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I sit up, take a nice big, deep breath, you know, thank, be thankful for the experience I had Start thinking about, okay, I'm going to, I got a beach like five minutes down the way, I'm going to go for a walk, you know, and just take back control. And it's just like, okay, I get it now. That's what this last part of the, the medicine is, is like. How are you, what have you learned? How are you going to integrate it? So, you know, that's what it is. And it's like, I'm a big journaler. I don't know if you guys are big into journaling, but, uh, it was like impossible to do because I'm like, oh, I'm going to write pages. And then I'd sit there and just, I'm like, it's, it's forcing it. Like I, I'm just like, I'm I'm listening to myself, dude. It's (laughs) crazy. This is all me. Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. That's great. So yeah, that's kind of what it was. And like, so I haven't really journaled on it, but I know, I know. And I can say I'm like I don't like I don't imagine I know that there's like some work going on in like the uh, the inner workings of my brain, and it's I'm just allowing it right. So there's a couple things that I, I I've been doing coming out of this that is helping me uh, stay in touch with it because it was a big, a big challenge to right go right back into into working and getting the usual triggers that get frustrated like Dana like you I get. When technology I, I I fly off the handle as well if stuff like that happens like oh I, it's just so frustrating man it's like why right so you know you, you throw yourself back in there so I have the the things I'm grounding myself with is just the breathing I learned this crazy way i, I want to say relearned a way of breathing because um uh, so it was on one of the hugs like it was like day two hug you know the second dose I remember just like uh, when I was laying down i just done the exhale and I breathed in I was just like And I did it for like it was like a twenty second inhale. Oh my like, god! Whoa! I'm like, I'm like, well, how am I breathing? It's like, and then I, I'm like, am I gonna remember how to do this? Because I'm still kind of <laughs> in that state, right? So I sat up. After I sit up, um, the guide has like a recorder, like his phone recorder, and then he can just, okay, like speed of, uh, speed of of like thought to mouth basically okay this happened this happened I learned this blah 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 and you can listen back to it later which is great and I'm like okay I'm gonna try and record like how to do this breathing technique because I like I hope I don't forget it and then since then I've been doing it every day just so I can can remember it it's just crazy like this crazy breathing technique and um and shaking like doing the like you guys hear uh about this I'm sure at some point a podcast or something you guys have probably heard of this where before you go in for like a a job interview or something that's gets you kind of up in your chest uh you know how like animals if they have like a confrontation they kind of shake and then it's just like it removes that energy it's like that so i just do like five minutes of just like going downstairs and you know shaking out expressing myself i got a studio downstairs so it's pretty much soundproof so i could just like get all weird with it you know and, uh, so and just, so funny. And just shake and pretend I'm at a rave or, you know, what I I love mean? It. to yeah. do list right now, create <laughs> yes. soundproof yeah.
0: studio so I can go flip the fuck.
1: Out. Totally. <laughs> totally. And, uh, so those two things and it kind of gets me back in there and I have had little whispers of the experience come back and it's kind of like, it's with me. As I, it's definitely something I'm going to be doing once a year. I told the guy, I'm like, I'll come back like once a year in spring. Spring seems like a perfect time oh, yeah. to go back rebirth. rebirth. Right. Yes. You. Yes. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. On the same wavelength. Right. So dude, it's just, a, it's just an incredible experience and I can, uh, yeah. Like I've, I've always been like, even now we, we microdose LSD, uh, Darcy and I, like on our family days or we're out camping or something. Uh, I just like, you know, and people are going to, whatever you can say whatever. It's, it's your you know,
3: experience.
1: You know, my, everybody's experience
2: yeah. is personal. This well, that's is your I journey. Like,
1: totally. And that's why I say like, I'm I'm alcohol free. And some people are going to say, well, you do, you know, plant medicine, you do acid. But like, to me, it's like, uh, it's what you're using it for. I'm not using it as yeah. a party drug. I'm using it to literally, and there's so many studies, right. like if anybody were to, and I'm not going to go on a big rant, but like, if anybody were to like, confront me on that, it's like, there's, like, get over this. That, that, Do your
2: research. You, yes. And leave me alone. Totally. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> that's yeah. my famous saying. Mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs>
1: right. And it's like the last five or seven years, specifically, there's been so much that's been said about like plant medicine and specifically psychedelics for years. It's just always been pushed away as something super bad. Right. But there's been like since the 70s, they've been like acid. You know, uh, acid therapy or like LSD therapy for people going through recovery mm-hmm. and what it does for you and it changes right. your outlook and helps you heal. There's so much like amazing things about it. So I would really wanted to go into that, to go down that road with you guys because of just what you're saying. You're taking Austin and and it's it was just such a crazy cool experience. I mean, I could go on for another hour. The the stuff <laughs> I, I went through and learned. It's just wow, what an experience it truly is.
2: Yeah. That is really cool. I, I really enjoyed listening to that, but like, I was thinking like with how you experience those kind of experiences through um, plant medicine and uh, you know, which I actually do want to get into maybe like later on. And I've never done any of like psychedelics or anything like that because mm. I have, I'm bipolar and I have some issues like that. But sure. if I was with a trusted guide or something, the, the, the plant medicine, but I would try it, but I was going to say my, sense of, because of my studies, I had to learn um, transcendental meditation
3: mm. and that
2: has changed my life. It's changed the game for me in so many ways. I am so at peace throughout the day. I don't get frustrated by things anymore. I don't like, and I, I take medication for all of my mental health things. Mm. I take a, a handful in the morning and a handful at night, but, and I need them. That's, that's I need them. I like, I'm not even going to try to get off them again, but transcendental meditation. Like you're saying, you were you were so still and like like now you you excuse me. (laughs) I am always like gurgling on these calls because I drink like carbonated stuff before because I'm an idiot. But um (laughs) yeah, I uh, I was just thinking like the I I can achieve that like inner peace and inner Mm. clarity just by, cause I meditate once in the morning and once at night. Um, I meditate usually around seven. So actually we're going to have tacos tonight <laughs> and I, I'm vegan. So I'm going to make my little vegan taco. I'm going to make my little crumbles, but besides the point transcendental meditation, I recommend that everybody learns it. And mm. I can't really talk like about the, the, the mechanics of it because it's a, it's a ceremony when you first learn. Mm. And it has caught con- like my parents and my grandparents, cause I live with my grandparents right now they said that ever since I went sober and, um, even well, ever since I started meditating regularly, but being sober has definitely like raised the bar. Like everybody says that I look so peaceful. Like I just look like I'm at peace all the time. Mm. And it's true. I, I don't get really like, and I should be really stressed right now. Cause I don't have any money. I Like I'm, bit, I'm waiting for my job to start, which won't be till later this month. I have a little side job, but I am not stressed, and I I had such a problem with stress that it was causing issues with my like heart, you know. Mm. I was like, I can't, and I would feel my heart like I have panic disorder, all that stuff. So mm. transcendental meditation, plant medicine, I basically do, and uh, DMT by the way is in every living thing, right? Plants, animals, everything. Mm-hmm. I know a little bit about it. Have never done it, obviously, but. Mm. I want to try it. But either way, that transcendental meditation is a lot like those experiences that people use plant medicine for. Right. Cuz sometimes during your meditation you can get so like this morning I was meditating and I w- wasn't even in my body. I was mm. everything. Like it's it's uh god consciousness, unity consciousness where right. I feel I can f- I am that tree outside and I am those birds that I can hear and I am everything. You are everything. So that's, Mm. that, that's what helps me personally. So I can definitely on the spiritual aspect of recovery and those things, it's very important to Mm. not like go and Bible thump or believe in, you know, all that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. You need to find your own spirituality inside yourself, which, which can include God, whatever. But that is definitely the basis of like most sober people that I talk to, we're all like that. Mm. pretty much we're all like oh yeah man have you tried meditating on a like uh, sitting on a rock in the river uh, like some yeah. dumb shit whatever <laughs> but it's true like i'm sitting here meditating yeah. every single day and like my mind like somebody could say something that would piss me off and i would want to punch him in the face and i would be like okay anyway it's <laughs> just kind of yeah. you know excuse yeah. myself from the situation i have like i haven't been angry or sad or like, like, like visibly like shaking angry or like panic. I haven't had a panic attack since I got sober. It's just like, yeah pure calm and she's not even talking <laughs>
0: about the robo leg and the yeah, surgery stuff yeah. i I literally had surgery last monday and, and i physical therapy and you know it's yes. getting contorted and crap and yeah, a lot of pain. and
2: i'm yeah. i'm right now my pain level uh is and i haven't taken my pain meds like i should today i probably should have took it i don't have a watch on i usually have my apple watch on oh should have took it stupid but um yeah it, it's for like i should have took my pain medicine before we started this and i didn't and i'm sitting at about a Six right now mm. pain level and it's not bothering me
1: well there you go like Meditation. you know you gotta yeah. just
2: kind of think like yeah. i'm disconnect but data said he um, had some connection to make to something he read um yeah i, I just wanna let him we're well, i'm hogging right
0: now <laughs> no no you're not hogging no i told you to please talk more please yeah. hog because <laughs> one of the yeah. goals i'll just do this as a quick aside like austin and i've been talking about you know what do we want this podcast to be like and i'm like look i'm i'm a 42 year old you know, stereotypical average white guy and I'm chatty and <laughs> chatty you know, I'm guilty of mansplaining like, uh, so many other, all, all with best of intentions. Right. And you guys yeah. I know how to tell everybody to, here's what you should think about this. And now I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you think about anything, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but along those lines, I mean, a year ago, I mean, again, I'm thinking, God, if I would have known I was doing a, a podcast talking about DMT and stuff, you know, even a year ago, even yeah. like, Four months ago, I'd have been like, "You're doing like you're." You're doing
3: drugs. Doing yeah, yeah. Drugs
0: because you think <laughs> right. about this, but yeah. I started into a lot of Alvin Watts last year. Mm, that was very helpful for idea. me when yeah. my faith journey, which was my whole life as a Christian and as a minister. Yes, uh, a minister. You know, as a, then as a as a layperson, and uh, you know, back and forth in different Christian traditions, and finally, something just broke in me a year ago, last spring. It was like. So one of the books that I listened to was Aldous Huxley's um The Doors of Perception, which oh, is about okay. his experience on mescaline and um in 1953. And he describes some of the things that he saw in this sense of oneness, um, which again I go back to like, you know, having grown up in the 90s when 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 awesome was born. Like, 97 baby. And I was freaking yeah, like junior in high school and Matt was probably like a sophomore, but <laughs> so we're old, but it's okay. But I still think, like, you know, oh yeah, man, let's do some yeah, like it's all good, everything's one consciousness because we were like not close to the 60s and 70s, but a hell of a lot right. closer than now. And yep. and the consciousness around it in our American culture was you can go be a hippie tree hugger if you want, but you know you're not going to shave your pits and you're going to live in a you know a vw van somewhere or yeah these what water, i want to all do these stereotypical <laughs> things but the reality is that um, even the va i think and i i'm kind of talking out of my ass here i don't know this for sure but i think even the the military and the and the veterans department is starting to see that there are alternative therapies yeah. that um, like stellate ganglion block and stuff that you mm-hmm. can inject to like Num, your your medulla oblongata or whatever the fuck doctor right. you here. but the yeah. the the question I had along all this again I'm total layperson total mm. newcomer to this um truly non-Christianized version of meditation mm. um, and these concepts because again it all gets and, and I'm not bashing I don't mean to bash Christianity I'm just saying like right I always right. viewed these things through the Christian lens that I was raised in and that I was of course. educated that in that was your I job educated, yeah, yeah it was that, my thing that was yeah. So I'm I'm kind of reprogramming or just trying to be more open and learning about these things. So it's perfect. I didn't know we were going to talk about this. This is friggin' awesome.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. My question
0: yeah. to Matt is yeah. how because I, I put a couple of things on my on my to-do list. Mm. One was soundproof room, so I can flip the hell out whenever I want. Yeah. And second is DMT <laughs> with a question mark on it. Cause maybe I need to go on one of these three day retreats, and now Mm. I'm hogging the chat, so I'm going to shut up and say, Matt, how, remind me, where did this happen in your sober journey, and how critical do you feel like it is to you sustaining sobriety this time, because you had a previous three year, I'm not trying to take away from your current three years, I'm just saying like, yeah, you had a three year period before, and I, I know this I barely know you. I'm just getting to know you, but I know mm-hmm. just from listening to your episode zero, this yes. three years is different. So tell us Very why, and tell us about these,
1: these alternative therapies that have been part of your sobriety. For sure. Yeah, no, really good questions. Yeah. So, you know, the first one that I, uh, that I had, which is, yeah, I'm glad that we had a chance to go back in this back in time for this part of the story. Cause we definitely, I kind of skipped over it. Uh, so I, I did, I had my, my true rock bottom moment in uh, the beginning of 2012 and so it was uh, surrounded by Darcy and I have been together for 16 years, but we had two years in that 16 years where we were actually apart and we'd, uh, we, she moved out and we were seeing other people and it, it wasn't going so well. Uh, we were both qu- drinking quite a bit and there was a lot of hurt feelings and, and uh, we were getting to a stage where it looked like we were getting back together. Didn't happen. Um, I had fallen down a set of stairs the previous, right before Christmas. Um, still got a scar on my head somewhere. I think it's around here. And, uh, basically I, like the same thing. I, I hadn't smoked cigarettes in a while and I decided to smoke cigarettes at a Grey cup party. So Grey cups, like the super bowl of, uh, of Canada, like the CFL. So, you know, just the detail, I remember this. And, um, I was at a buddy's house and I was like, I got this huge head rush. And I'm like, man, I got to go downstairs. And, um, I went down the stairs. All right. And I went head first. <laughs> yeah.
2: You got to your like, destination. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I sure
1: did very quickly. And I uh, an unusual way. I don't know what kind of uh, points I would have gotten for form probably, uh, yeah, I always like the, the lady upstairs said it sounded like a watermelon hit the ground. And that was, must've been my head. That is
2: so specific. <laughs> right? Oh it's my like, God. sounded like a
1: watermelon. Right. And I was like, oh man. The specificity all I, of that. Yeah. And I just remember coming to, and I was arguing. I just, I don't remember. I was just like, oh, I'm fine. And in my mind, I'm like, what's even going on? Why You're am not I not fine? Why, why am I even saying I'm fine? And I'm like looking at everybody. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. There's like blood all over my face and blood all over the, their, their laundry room. And, uh, and I got taken to the hospital, I had a really bad concussion as you could uh, imagine. I did. And the watermelon
2: um, hit the floor, the
1: watermelon hit the floor. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, isn't there a song about that? Let
3: the watermelon hit <laughs> the floor. Let, let, <laughs> but,
1: and, uh, so I was, yeah, my buddy, Mark took me, I, am still indebted to him. He took me there and stayed with me, uh, after doing that, some dumb shit. And, um, yeah, you know what? Don't drink, uh, when you have a concussion that's all yeah, I can say. No, not, smart. not a good idea so the next three or four months I was uh, I was just out of it and that's what basically led me to uh the three years sober at that point so initially what I did is I took five weeks off work because I was just like man I was showing up to work drunk and uh it was not a good scene and I was just super depressed right uh that was the lowest point in my life for sure mm-hmm. And I, I went to my my uh, store manager. Said, "Hey, like I didn't know though, right? At that time, I'm like, am I gonna get fired? Like if I right. ask, if I tell them I'm a drunk, yeah. fire <laughs> yeah. me? Are they gonna look back on cameras and see that I've like come in? Blah, blah, you know, yeah. hey, the thoughts that go through your head." When in fact, you know, as almost a hundred percent of the time is everybody's incredibly supportive and saying that they're proud of you and, you know, take whatever time you need. But at the time I was terrified. I thought that was the end of my life as I knew it. Right. And it was, but in a much better way than I thought. So the first two weeks of my five weeks, I took off, I continued to drink of course. And, uh, yeah, as always, you know, right. And then halfway through, I was like, I got to. Make a decision here. It's either I got to keep going, it's, it's a crossroads. Right? I got to mm-hmm. keep going this way and it's going to certainly end my life, which I considered, right? I was like, okay, I'm just going to go on a bender to end all benders. You know, I got yep. some money saved up. I'm just going to go on a big, like, two month bender or go down end to there. Vancouver and, right? Or I can pull it together. So I decided one night, I reached out to my buddy Brent. And he just, we had had a falling out over drugs and alcohol and he had cleaned himself up. He'd gone to, started going to NA and AA meetings. So I said, Brent, sorry, buddy, Like, sorry for everything that's happened on my side of things. Can I, can you take me to an AA meeting? And he said, for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. So that was kind of our moment. So he took us there and I got to the parking lot and I was just like, you know, you know what brent i think i'm good i got really nervous i'm like oh <laughs> into the parking lot you know i think i'm good i don't need to go in there and i just remember this is a turning point for me he just looked down he's super charming charismatic dude and he's just like it's all good man let's go in there we'll have some fun i was like all right so we went Bye. in there you know and brent's like a quasi celebrity everybody's high-fiving him and hey brent and i'm like <laughs> well it's not what i was expecting at all yeah. right i thought it was gonna be all bleak and dark and mm-hmm. you know everybody's crying and stuff but it's not like that at all right and uh, i remember the guy Starts the you got the opening kind of you know passage or whatever that you say at the beginning of the meetings. And I literally had this weight come off my shoulders, like a physical weight. And I started kind of like tearing up and like there was an immediate, resounding change mentally, physically, spiritually inside of me. I was like, man, this is where I need to be. And off the strength of that meeting, that moment in time uh, really springboarded springboarded me. Yes. Spring. Yes. Yeah, there, sure. Yeah. There we go with that <laughs> for the next like three years. So of course I I would stay. I, I went to Vancouver right after to visit my brother and another, like uh, one of those little turning point moments he knew, cause he, my mom gave him a heads up that I was drying out, that I was sober. Mm-hmm. And usually me and him would go right to the pub. Like as soon as I got to town, like, let's go have a couple of beers and sit down. And he's like, you know what? Normally I would say we'll go to the pub, but I heard, Mom saying that you're going through this thing right now, so in support of you, I think we should go somewhere else. That's and amazing, I, right? And I would have gone either way because right. I was just like at that stage. I'm like inf- easily influenced. I'm oh, kind of yeah. like, and but just him doing that was enough for me to continue on. So I really want to do that. Yeah, shout out to my buddy Brent specifically because he actually passed away at
3: like
1: oh age 33. He had uh, diabetic complications. He died Fuck. in his own house. So like he's a big part of my story and again, another reason. Like I you know, I got it. I'm kind of tributing everything to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that one to get to like to answer Dana's question, though, the difference between the two. So this one, I had this like massive spiritual growth and yeah, you know, that first year was really tricky because I'd literally been drinking daily for my entire adult life up to that point, probably 18 to 30, I think it was at the time. So mm-hmm. it was this huge change that I had massive cravings and I was, but there was still this stillness of my energy from the AA meetings and from that experience, that first experience. And, uh, I just kind of rode that. And then, you know, before you know it, you've okay. If you gone on your first camping trip, sober,
3: mm-hmm. seems
1: very boring. You know, you just, what am I just sitting here staring at the frigging trees? Like what? This is camping. Which is an amazing like, ah, bah, bah. experience. Oh, completely. But at the In time itself. I didn't un- right. But I didn't understand it. I'm exactly. like, exactly. Usually I drink a flat of beer or, or try to, right? As mm-hmm. quickly as I can. And then it's all
3: yeah,
2: fire. campy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's and then I'm, <laughs> right. And uh, it's funny you mentioned Dana. I, I did have the VW van. So I did turn into a tree huggy hippie at the time. I had the pop-top uh, van and everything because I, I always wanted oh, Yes. Little- yeah, right. And so I, I was I was doing that. And you know, it's getting through the first year because it's like the first Christmas, the first Thanksgiving, the first birthday. Mm-hmm. the fir- And then after that, I'm like, okay, I can do this. And by that time I completely changed like my personality and, and everything. <clears throat> and then, you know, as things go along, it's like, everything's leveling up. Big surprise in my life. My I'm getting promoted. I'm getting my, you know, Darcy and I get back together. Darcy became sober, independent of, you know, when we were apart, we were both sober. And the million dollar question is, okay, are we still going to find each other, you know, interesting, you know, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen here. And sure enough, it was like, immediately we, we, we connected again. Uh, And then what, what happened is my ego, you know, got involved and my ego decided to go, Hey, you know, I, I think after three years, I think you got this, like you, you're, I think you're cured, like you're, you're cured of alcoholism. You can moderate your drinking. Certainly after three years of doing all this, like inner work, you're good. And I remember saying, I got this. Those are my three most cursed words, I tell you. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it was actually me. I was, And I feel still to this day is fucking feel like feel like a, a shit bag for doing it. So Darcy got promoted as well. And her she kept leveling up and we were leveling up together. And it was awesome. She was moving back in. And then one day she got promoted, like one of these promotions. And I was like, you know what? You know, you know what you used to do like what we used to do. We walk over to the liquor store and, and get a couple of drinks. Do you think we should maybe do that? She's like, damn, and she's like, yeah, like, and I'm like, well, what if we get cider? We never used to drink cider before, so if we get cider, <laughs> we can moderate that. And she's like, yeah, that's a good idea. I remember we walked over there and I uh, set everything up, and then it was just like moderation, quote unquote, was, um, you know, so it'd be like, okay, we'll only drink on weekends. Then weekends turned to four day weekends, and then five day weekends. And it's okay, we'll only drink when we go out. Sorry, going out five times a week. We'll only mm-hmm. drink, uh, you know, what fill in the blank? Like there's so much. There's always like, a time to drink, right? There's always a time to drink. And then instead of like, I used to drink the cheapest, the uh, cheapest stuff, like lucky lager, right? Because whatever, it's like beers, beer after two, you don't mind. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I will drink craft beer, local craft beer. So I'm supporting a local company, right? And just oh. like, yes, I've done this. So this is this all the self growth, right? And, but it, that all that did was just make my addict brain a little more distinguished, right? And then all of a sudden I'm dropping like hundreds of dollars where at least before I was drinking like, you know, $12, six packs or whatever. Right. So yeah, that was, that was the journey. And then I, I tried the, the moderation thing. So yeah, a roundabout way to, to, to say the difference between this time is.
2: That's a hard question to answer.
1: It's yeah. It's, it's just like a knowing. It's hard to articulate. That, yes. Yes. It's maturity. I have a much more. I, okay. I got it. So b- before I missed it, I'm, and I, what I missed specifically is I missed the recklessness of drinking. I missed the explanation point or exclamation point at the end of the day, yes. one way or the other. If you had a bad day at work, it's like, fuck this. Let's have a fucking, sorry, a yeah. drop an F prompt. F- we, we, okay. <laughs> we do that. Okay, we do that. We do that Bombs here. here. <laughs> perfect. Okay. Good, good. So that's what it is like, fuck that guy, blah, blah, blah. And then it kind of like gets you in that state. Right. Or you had a good day. And it's like, you know what, what a milestone, let's have a drink. So mm-hmm. I missed that. And I didn't find anything. Like I started working out. I was, I was everything else, but I couldn't find that one little pocket of energy that was still there. And it was just like, I couldn't find anything to, you know, so it was always there. And cause I'll tell you, like when I, when I had my first relapse which was at my friend's wedding, mm. I was a, I was a groomsman and it was keeps like, You know what, and looking back on it, had I really truly wanted to stay sober, I would have been much more open about it. But I was a little bit guarded and hidden about it. I only told my really close friends about it. Yeah. So the whole night, I'm just getting bombarded with opportunities to drink,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, and
1: there's shots coming to me, and I'm doing the whole thing where I'm like watering the plant behind me, like pretending I'm taking the (laughs) shot. right? Right. And, um, you know, and then by the end of the night, I finally caved and I just, I had a tequila shot and then a Corona mm. and I'm sipping the Corona. I'm about halfway through and I could just feel that like yeah. oh familiar fuck. feeling. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? I, you know, I, I have to admit it now my sobriety is over. And I was like, I'm kind of, I'm fine with that actually. And that surprised me. <clears throat> and then leaving the wedding that night, I was like, so quickly back to my old me and what I mean by that I was like it's 2 a.m. I'm like driving around all the, you know, looking for all the liquor stores that might still be open. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe how quickly I went back to this. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what set it off. So yeah, to answer the question, it's, I don't Yeah, and it's funny because we're going to go back to some of the stuff we already talked about in this interview is the meditation, the breathing, that stuff is what dissolved that, uh, that kind of anger that recklessness that i had is finally just untangled and dissolved and i feel so that's the difference is it's i have a a, i'm different yeah uh you know that's why i just kind of had to think about how to articulate it but that's what it is i had this like undying energy that the only thing that i ever found that could solve it was was alcohol Mm -hmm. and now i found what could solve that and that's you know breath work and meditation and peace, peace right and isn't it, yeah. doesn't it seem, uh, Austin, counterintuitive that peace would be what resolves the, like, yeah. rec- the feeling of recklessness? Doesn't it that seem really,
2: strange? It really is a strange thing in general, like the, the piece that I feel being sober and I'm sure, you know, the piece that you feel being sober is so much better than the chaos and the, the fun that you feel when you're not sober, you totally. know? And Dana just came back. If you want to just repeat your question or repeat your answer really quick. Cause it was a really yeah. good one.
1: Yeah. So Dana, just like, um, so I always had this like undying energy of like a need to be reckless and yeah. nothing mm-hmm. could ever tame it except for the alcohol, and no matter what other things I tried on that first three years. So the second set of three years has hundred percent been, it's like, you know, the breath work, the meditation, some of the plant medicine and all that, and that just, and we we're talking about how counterintuitive that is because you would expect absolutely a need for like adrenaline dump or like jumping out of a yeah. plane or something. Right. But in fact, it's the opposite. So it was oh, like, yeah. by calming down, it finally dissolved this energetic need to be like reckless and you'd be Mm. angry and everything it's like so by calming myself i've actually uh, dissolved that strange relentless need to be reckless at times yeah totally
0: yeah right as you started to give that answer i had to duck off because because of our lovely 30 minute delay in getting started Mm. i just looked at the clock and i'm like oh my god my my kids need to eat (laughs) So one of the great advantages of having a co-host is- Yes. Great. Messaging her like, hey, I gotta go. I gotta yeah. go. I'll be right <laughs> back. Yeah, and I gotta get another monster. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. mean
2: to to yes. expose you there, but I just wanted to no, you to hear I, that I, answer in yeah. real time.
0: Thank you, because yeah. I and did want to hear that answer, and I was like, damn, I don't want to have to wait until post production to hear this. Yeah, uh, like I you love post production, like I'm some sort of like fancy guy. I like, like that. Because you are. We yeah, are man. fancy guys
2: in the industry. We're not just yeah. some guys anymore. We are well, fancy no, right. industry guys. Okay.
0: Well, while I finished um um bringing up the pasta uh, Austin, I think is going to wrap us up with a, a question for you, yes. Matt. And so I yeah. might be back and forth, but I of will course, man. Close yeah. eye. Thank you guys for um, being patient with me as I come and go. And Austin, you're the best co-host ever. Thank you. I'll be back. I'll be back. But uh, okay, yeah,
2: because you have to be back to do the end the end thing with, oh, with Bernie right. and Al I right. can't do that on my own yet. I'm not ready. Yeah,
1: that's so, right.
2: you know, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. just hurry back. We got yeah. it. All right,
1: I'll be
0: right back. Sounds go good. So yeah,
2: um, Matt, did you have any advice or, you know, like anything for our viewers? Like what, what, what could you say? What, what could you, mm. what so could for, you tell them?
1: First off, I want to make comments. So we all have our, like our, you know, alcohol-free drinks of choice here. Let's get, let's hold them up. Yeah, right. The, uh, green apple Oh, there he goes. Of course. Yeah. The monster yeah. with Dana. Yes, yes.
2: Mine is oh, kefir water. Oh my
1: Look at the owl. He's, he's owl
2: yeah. Owl loves it because yes. he's LK Hall free. Yes. Alcohol-free. So it. I love it. <laughs> don't laugh yes. at me. I'm new. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. even new, but yeah, yeah continue. Like- Sorry. We are having too much fun.
1: No. And you know what? So it's just, if anybody's listening to this, um, you know, there's uh, such varying degrees of, you know, uh, you know, people in different stages of sobriety and there's like, everybody's got this like, nuances to their own sobriety too. Right. Mm-hmm. And different like things that will come up and all that. But at the same token, there's always the same core things that you can turn to. And a lot of the things are what we've been discussing today. And a lot of that is, it's just the more aware that you can become of yourself and of your triggers and your patterns and just allow them to happen. It's okay. If you're, if you're uh, it's okay, if you feel frustrated, it's okay. If you have a bad day, it's okay. If you feel like shit. it's okay. (laughs) If you feel great, it's okay. All of it is all good. The main yes. thing is that you're feeling and you're allowing those feelings to come and that you have connection. That's another big one for yes. me. As you know, from the, uh, the thank you for attending my webinar. Connection oh, is huge, yeah. right? It's like, if you have, if you don't have people that you can vent to and talk about this kind of stuff as we are right now, it's going to be a lot trickier. Don't leave mm-hmm. it to the white knuckling thing. That I was tried another that, thing, it doesn't so work. It, does, it simply does not work. Willpower and white knuckling, there's a time and place work. for it. But you need a huge, you need pillars. You need three or four pillars. So find the things that work for you. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is like, which I find is a little bit fascinating. We go to like the old school AA, not to call it out, but like the old school AA style meetings. They say, don't replace one addiction with another.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: For me personally, I say replace one addiction with another because I agree, yes, right? Because yeah, as long as that addiction isn't just another shitty addiction, like, but if I, you have I
2: was texting.
1: You. Oh, that's all good. Um, so for me, I always know that drinks are gonna be rewarding for me. So I replaced I, you know, beer, 12 beers with 12 bubbly water, and that's fine, right? So things are zero like that.
2: calories, you're zero
1: fine. Zero calories, no sugar, right? Dana's got the no sugar, uh, and you got a nice healthy drink there. Uh yeah, it's keper water. It? Oh my goodness. You've yeah. really uh, upped the game. I, I'm gonna have to get into this it's, stuff. It sounds
2: if you can find this brand specifically because this yeah. is. I usually drink kombucha, but this is kefir Ooh, water. Oh, so. kombucha. Me too. Okay, what's also, your favorite? I just sounded like a demon. Flavor? Me yeah. too. I hey, love no, it. Oh shit, baby. that was something all else. I'm kombucha. sorry. Yeah, kombucha yeah. monster. <laughs> yeah, you uh, are. But yeah, this is the 221 BC brand. This is the lavender limeade kefir water, and this mm. shit tastes like just limeade with like well, it I tastes like limeade. lavender limeade because that's it, yeah. the fucking flavor. Yeah, Stupid. right. It doesn't taste like but,
1: orange.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but yeah, and it's like very relaxing. Amazing. And I was drinking it, yeah. and I was like, <sighs> "It's making
1: me show, right?" <laughs> of we go. course, because
2: that's me. Like about like I'm just yeah. chilling, man. You know, I can't love be bothered it. with that shit. But anyway, yeah. it is Taco Friday. Taco if you have Friday. one last thing that you could possibly say, one last thing that you mm. could say to our. Viewers and listeners, what like the thing that you would say right before you die? What is it? Oh about man,
1: to put talk about put me on the spot, eh? Yes. Uh, last thing before I die, here. um, oh geez, yeah, that's a <laughs> tricky 10 one.
2: seconds, you gotta hurry ten No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, oh man, even more pressure, it's <laughs> yeah. like time. No.
1: Um, you're about so to die in a, 10 seconds, you gotta hurry up. No, yeah, it's like okay, so there was a it's really so good like, Bob. bob Oh, sorry, Dan.
0: Oh, sorry. No, I was saying like this is what it's like. You're like doing the lightning round at the end of
1: your show. I'm crazy. So yeah, right. Back. yes Austin's dishing it back. Oh, first- yeah. oh shoot. I, uh,
2: I'm just getting damn. it back now, before no, my it feels episode. Like.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Now, now I'm gonna be able to, to pull it back on you. Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, there was a Bob Dylan quote that I read last night. I ended up putting it as like part of my um my uh the Beyond Recovery uh write up on the podcast. I'm gonna butcher it. I I, I might bring it up because I I have a feeling. You know, Bob Dylan, is a freaking poet for goodness sake. So I am going to find it and I will leave your viewers with that. And then you guys can go to your taco night and past nights. Thanks again for having me. Uh, Okay. Spreaker.com. Oh yeah. This gives me a chance to tell people Spreaker.com beyond recovery, type that in and you will be able to find it. It's also on uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all the uh, other usual streaming sites.
2: What's the name of it again?
1: beyond recovery
2: beyond recovery
1: all right here's the quote that i would use on my deathbed as of today i'm sure it'll change tomorrow but uh
2: good change it up
1: he who is not busy being born is busy dying bob dylan
2: he's right we love that
1: right there we go and um yeah and if you ever want to reach out to me uh recoveryroadmap.me on Instagram and that's also my website so it's easy to remember recoveryroadmap.me and I'd love to hear from you uh right now I'm just getting my reps in as a coach to so anybody that wants to come uh you know do a 90 minutes call free of charge get to know each other kind of figure out where you where you are with your recovery and uh you know get get excited about some goals or whatever you want to talk about I am 100% here for you and I would love to hear from you
2: and I might actually have to uh Hit you up about that because that That'd sounds be rad. yeah because you know I'd be a good
1: time I promise talk
2: to you and I trust you and I am very early in my sobriety and I feel like you could definitely help me out. That'd but be I just wanted to say to close out, you know, because this was a I think this was a little bit of a long one. We had too much fun, mm. but yeah, just to close out, I just want to say uh, please rate and review on wherever you're listening. Um, that really helps us out and it gives us a little drive to make more content for you guys. Hit us up on Instagram anytime. My Instagram is sober.asa, however you want to say it, because sometimes I forget because it's a nickname I made up for my sobriety stuff. Okay. And now I can't change it. (laughs) No, you forget
1: too. Okay. Sober.asa,
2: sober.asa, whatever floats your boat. Or I kissed alcohol goodbye. That's Dana. Um, We are launching a Twitter for our podcast and we will talk about that eventually, but just a heads up. It will be up there soon. We'd love to hear your feedback. Let us know if you'd like to be on the show, either hit up me or Dana. And yeah, we'll sign off by saying with our spirit animals. I'm sorry, hello. not yes. by saying. Yes. Get your yes. spirit animals, people. By saying goodbye, alcohol, and goodbye hello, alcohol. Life. Goodbye. hello, life.
0: Hello, yes. life. Hello. Yes. Hello,
2: hello. Hey, life. You're looking good. <laughs> looking You're sexy good. and fly and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Matt, I will see you guys awesome. next time. Thank yeah, you thanks so guys. much. You crushed
0: it. I cannot wait to get this edited and posted. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. I didn't mean to have the last word. I just wanted to come in and just say, just say once again, how thrilled I am that this is no longer my podcast. This is our podcast because we do this shit together. Mm. Sobriety is done together and what unites a 40 something former pastor and a 20 something former stripper and a former assistant store manager from Edmonton, you know, like it's that we are all trying to live sober and we're going to do it together. So, yeah. um, Sorry. I just did the whole like i like thing that i said i don't want to do by, by, no, but no do like,
2: it because you say and, it so and nicely. let me say
0: this one last thing and i because i think i rabbit trailed earlier this is important for me to close on um because bringing austin on here is a step towards what um i hope and now that she and i hope together we're gonna do uh for these very things like we want to have guests that are from all across the spectrum of every spectrum we want to have guests from the lgbtqia plus community we, we want do. to have guests that are young and old we want to have yes. men and women we want to have people who are new in sobriety people like matt who inspire us newbies to that yes we can get to three years because mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. i started i was like set i was like 79 days no fucking way. i can't even make it 7.9 hours right mm-hmm. and so I, I'm rambling at the end, but I just wanted to thank you both so much. I feel like mm. we're gonna turn like this little podcast is gonna start turning a corner here. Oh, and yeah. Excited to be fellow podcasters with Matt. Please mm. check out that um that podcast because it's it's fantastic. And he's got a lot thank of you. other things that he offers you. Um and Austin will be a guest on his show next week. They may have already said when, that, but I'm yeah, saying
2: we're recording and on Austin, Monday. So
0: you get the last word, I insist. I know I, I sign off, but say whatever you want. You get the last word. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much. And, um, my grandma was a little, she just popped in saying that my tacos are ready. So I'm going nice. to go fuck up some tacos.
1: Yeah. Get after it.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Bye. Night, Bye. Fucking Five. up some
2: tacos. Bye. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye.